0: We are starting a very short series, just for the month of December, um, about necessary sins. That's what we're calling it. You might be like, how are sins necessary? They're not. They're not, but a lot of times we think they are. So, today, the first one we're talking about is lying. So I'm going to pray, and we're going to get into it, and then we will break up into some small groups at the end. So, let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for these kids. I love them so much, God, and I love you and I pray that, God, you would just open up our hearts right now to whatever it is you want to say to us, Lord. I pray that you'd make it very clear and very plain, and that, God, you would just be there with us tonight. We love you, Jesus. I also just want to ask, Lord, for my wife, Brooklyn, that you would just heal her, Lord. She has a sore throat. She's not feeling good. Her stomach hurts. Her head hurts, Lord. So um, I just pray that it wouldn't be anything serious, but that you'd take that sickness away from her, Lord. Bless her, and um, just bless us all tonight. In your name, amen. All right. So, we'll try to move through this very quick tonight, but um, I'd say there's certain sins that when we think of, we think, yeah, those sins are necessary. Like, you need these sins to survive. Now, there are sins where we look at and we're like, these are always wrong. Like, if I go out and murder somebody's face off, then that's bad, right? That's, you look at that, you're like, oh, was that necessary? No, it was... Completely, I mean, not even in self-defense, just if I walk up to Brandon and I slap his face off and he dies, it's like, that was not necessary, Aaron. Um, like robbing a bank, stealing things, totally unnecessary. Like, you don't need to do that. Uh, there's a lot of sins where we're looking and we're like, that's obviously sinful. But then there's certain things that are kind of in another category where it's like, this is kind of more acceptable. This this sin is actually something that I need to get through my day. It's something that I need to survive. And what we're talking about tonight is um, lying. And I'll just be straight up honest, Um, while studying this, I mean, I got super convicted because I lie a lot. And I think if you're human, you probably lie a lot too. It's just kind of something we do. And the Lord, I think, really wants to speak to us tonight about how this thing that is very normal to us at times shouldn't be so normal and we should really think about it before we do it. So, Um, This is actually something that David, if you guys know who David is in the book of Psalms, um, he wrote this psalm, and it's a great psalm to pray through. It's basically asking the Lord, look at my heart, and if there's anything in it that's not right, I pray that you'd speak it to me. So we're going to pray this really quick. I'm going to pray it, and if you want to just pray it along with me in your heart, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be asking God to to look into our hearts tonight. So I'm going to pray this, if you guys would close your eyes with me, and you can just pray in your own heart. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. So, for me, lying has been a very normal thing growing up as a kid. I used to lie about pretty much everything. You know, like I'd, I'd get a cookie. Even though I wasn't supposed to get a cookie, Mom would make a sheet of cookies and there'd clearly be 20 cookies and then she'd come in the kitchen, and there'd only be 19 cookies. And I'm the only kid, and dad's not home, so it's just me and mom. And mom knows she didn't eat the cookie. So she'll come to me and like, Aaron, did you eat the cookie? No. I didn't eat the cookie. Oh, who did that? That's crazy. There must be a cookie ghost in the house. Like, I mean, I don't know if you're there with me, but, like, lying about stupid things. I don't know if your parents ever played any of these tricks on you, but my parents actually, they got to the point where I lied so much that they, I, I was one day lying to them, just, just lying in the face to them. And they looked at me, and they're like, Aaron, this is so sad. You know, we know that you're lying. And i was like, I'm not. I'm not lying. You, no. And they're like, yeah, we know. I'm like, how could you know? You don't know. And they looked at me, and they're like, Aaron, your ears wiggle when you lie. And I was like, no! Oh, gosh! Like, I just... They didn't really wiggle. But my parents were, in effect, lying to me to teach me less about lying. And then this one-eared man show up. Um, Anyway. um, Have your parents ever done that to you? Anything like that? Like, they, they told you a lie to get you to admit that you were lying. It's crazy. How much of a liar that we are. I mean, one of the first things we do as kids is we learn how to lie. It's like, did you eat the chocolate, Avery? No. Yeah, you did. See, he's a big fat liar. I saw him eat that chocolate. So, see, there we go. We lie all the time. But just because it seems acceptable to us doesn't mean it's acceptable to God. In Proverbs 12, verse 22, um, we're going to throw it up on the screen. In Proverbs 12, verse 22, Says the Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in those who tell the truth. So God looks at someone who tells the truth and he's like, I delight. In that delight it's like think of like a kid on christmas morning he's like so happy to be opening up those presents when you're truthful when you have truth in your heart i mean think about it jesus says i am the way the truth and the life when you have truth in your heart god delights in that but you know what it says about lying lips when we tell those lies when we tell those fibs it says that god detests lying lips Detest means something disgusting, and abhorrence, something that makes you nauseous. So basically, when we lie, it makes God want to just throw up all over the place. That's how disgusting our lying is. This is really convicting stuff. Because lying is one of those things that, like, you know, I've told these little white lies, even as an adult, to kind of get out of trouble and get out of situations. Hearing this, that God is disgusted by that, it's pretty convicting. In John 8, 44, um, it says... Satan was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. We're talking about the enemy, Satan, God's eternal enemy. And it says that he is the father of lies. He's literally the inventor of lies. And when he lies, he speaks his native language. Isn't that crazy? He's such a liar that when he lies, it's like, no, he doesn't speak English. He doesn't speak Japanese. He doesn't speak satanic language. He speaks liar. That's what he does. So when Satan talks, he basically is just a fountain of lies. And so I think that might be a reason why God hates lying lips so much, because when we lie, we are speaking the language of Satan. We're speaking a demonic language. That's crazy to me. these things I don't think about. You know, when I tell a lie, it's like, it's just a little white lie, it's just a fib. But really, I'm speaking the language of demons. The the stuff that's coming out of my mouth when I lie is so disgusting that it makes God want to throw up. I want to talk about ways that we lie. And these might make you laugh, but I'm hoping that they make you laugh, but they also convict you. um, Because they definitely convict me. Let's go to the next slide. How do we lie? The first way we lie is... We lie to others. We lie to other people. We lie to the people around us. In, in Jeremiah 9, verse 5, it says that a friend deceives a friend and no one speaks the truth. Juan, you want to go to the next slide? Okay, so this guy, this guy right here, he's lying. this guy, is, no, well, he's going to tell you a story. Um, I heard this guy tell this story and I was like, this is too good to not show. So I'm going to let him do the talking here. Um, Juan, can you hit the space bar? He's gonna tell you guys a story about lying. He
1: may say, "Okay, Craig, you told a lie, you know, back when you're in high school. But as a pastor, you know, certainly you've outgrown that, and you don't lie that often. If only I can say that's true. And I just got to be honest with you. I mean, just just recently, this is, I mean, it, I can't even believe I did this. I serve on the board for um, a nonprofit organization. And I serve with some of the leadership giants in our world today. Honestly, I don't know why I'm on the board. I guess I'm like the token pastor or something. But uh, we've got the uh, the guy who's the most published author in leadership in the history of the world. We've got the guy who invented DSL. Uh, We've got a guy who's a psychologist and business consultant to the top um, business corporations in our country. We've got a guy who serves on three boards of three of the top ten most profitable companies. I mean, these these guys are giants. And so they're all... Uh, at this meeting in California, but because of my schedule, I couldn't be there, and so I phoned into it, and it went longer than I expected. So I'm on, I've got my phone with my uh, earbuds in, and we're talking. It's hour, hour and a half, two hours, and I'm contributing some, but I thought, yeah, I have a workout today, so I'm just gonna get a little, little workout in during this call. And at my house, I have one of those old school self contained gyms, not not one of the more modern, quiet flex light bending things, but we're talking about the ones with the loud weights, you know, the old school thing, and, and so I just would put it on mute, and I was doing back that day, and so I'd work out my back, and then every now and then I'd unmute, and I'd say something spiritual just to contribute to the quality of the meeting, and then I'd mute it back and do another set. Well, evidently, I forgot to hit mute, and I was on my final set of lap pull-downs. I had the most weight on there, and I was just cranking it out, like, And suddenly, it got quiet on the other end. And someone said, Pastor Craig, are you okay? Do we need to send help? I looked down, and I'm holding my breath, trying to let it down quietly, and they're like, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, I said, of all things, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> I was worried about you all. <laughs> they're all like, really, really, are you, are you, are you, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. <sighs> not to breathe heavy. I'm fine. To- totally fine. I, I, what was that? Was that a squirrel dying in California? I don't No. And I just... Full-faced lies. Okay, now, I've already confessed yeah, yeah. it to two of them, and two of them listen to these podcasts. I haven't told them yet, but since you're listening now, I'm sorry. I lied. <laughs> I'm working out. Have mercy on me. Please forgive
0: me. I might do it again. Isn't that great? <laughs> this guy's a pastor, and even a pastor lies. So, we all do it. I told that story a week ago, and I was like, it's so funny that I had to actually show it to you. Okay, now listen to this, okay? We all lie. We all do it. Now, here's one of the crazy things is they talk about the average of how many times people lie. Now, you guys want to hear how the girls did? Okay, ladies. Sorry, these are just statistics. I'm just reading them. But on average, ladies, you lie three times a day at least, right? Now, if you guys are thinking like, oh, yeah, we're so much better, we are amazing, we're so truthful, the statistics actually show that men lie six times a day on average. So I don't know what that's all about, but (laughs) I uh, sent out a text today to a bunch of junior high kids and parents and pastors, and I said, what are the most common ways that junior high kids lie? And these are the answers that I got back. Here's one. Um, This is one I relate to. Lying about why you were late to class. Like, you're saying, oh, I hear this all the time. In fact, there's kids at the school here who hang out in my office, and then they're late to class, and I'm like, you're going to be late. And they're like, I'll just tell the teacher I was in the bathroom. I'm like, what? No, but now I'm, I'm an accomplice to this crime. I see that all the time. That was one that I did. I would actually, in this room, I would be in here and Mr. Staniford, our bald, goateed history teacher who looks exactly the same now than he yeah. did back then. Yeah. Uh, except I think he's lost his mind a little bit more. Um, yeah. Me and my friend Trevor Daigle, we used to tell Standy, we'd say, hey, can we go to the bathroom? And he was like, oh, yeah, sure. And we would just totally skip class. Like, we just leave and disappear. I don't know if you've ever done that, but that's the way that I lied. Um, now, tell me, raise your hands. Raise your hands if this okay. has ever been you. Raise your hands if this has ever been you. Mom says to you, you can go to your friend's house if your homework is all the way done. Is your homework all the way done? And you say, yes, mom, my homework is all the way done. I did it all. And you're lying because you know there's one subject that you're going to wait until the next morning and say to your friend, what'd you get? What'd you get? What's the answer? We laugh, but it's lying. Um. One of those we lie is someone says to us, you know, did you do this? Did you do your homework? And you say, oh, no, I forgot. That's not the truth. The truth is we didn't just feel like doing it. Um, here's one I got from a mom. Mom said, my kids lie. This is actually a junior high kid uh, in the group. I'm not going to reveal his or her identity. But mom says, that my kid lies all the time saying, yes, I did brush my teeth and put on deodorant. So I don't know who that is. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I knew that, but Here's another one. Lying to our parents, no, I didn't stay up all night when you stayed up till like five in the morning. Um, or you get home with a bad grade and your parents forgot, you, you say, no, no, it's, 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 you don't understand, mom, everyone in class got this grade, everyone, don't single me out, talk to the rest of my class, we all got this grade. Um, here's one, here's one, maybe you've been here. Oh yeah, I, I'm going over to my friend's house to study, Right? We're, we're steady buddies. We're going to go steady. Or watch YouTube videos. Um, I knew this one guy, and he was talking about how when he was a kid, his parents like, were trying to get him to clean his room all the time, but he was such a little liar that he figured out a way to lie without actually lying. So his mom says, you know, he's like, Mom, I want to go to my friend's house. And she's like, clean your room. So an hour goes by, and he totally didn't even, he just messed around, didn't clean his room. So he comes back. And the mom said, is your room clean? And he goes, it should be. He wasn't lying. It should be clean. Like, it's the truth. Like, it, the mom wants it to be clean, so it should be clean. But she took that to be like, oh, yeah, I cleaned it. I mean, it should be clean. He totally lied. He left, went to his friend's house. He got, he got beat later. Um, here's a great one that I've heard from kids. This is junior high boys, usually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. That girl. <laughs> Totally kissed her. No, she hates you. You're lying. <laughs> uh, so, super funny. But, I mean, the Bible says it's disgusting to God. The Bible says that God wants to throw up when we lie. So why do we lie? What's, what's the reasons we lie? Well, I think a part of it, it's a defense mechanism. I think it's because when we lie, we sense something coming towards us, and we're like, this isn't good. I'm either going to get, like, smacked or punished or I'm going like to not get to go to my friend's house. Or I'm going to get a bad grade. So I need to lie and come up with something to say that's going to get me out of this situation. We do it to protect ourselves. And not only do we lie to, our, to other people, but uh, you can go to the next slide, Juan. Um, next one, one more, sorry. I got out of order. We lie to God. That's the next one. We lie to God. There's a story in the Bible of Ananias and Sapphira. We talked about when we went through the book of Acts. Some of you guys might remember that. But Ananias and Sapphira, they decided that they were going to bless the church. They were like, we've got this land, we'll sell it, and we'll give the money to the church. But then they said, you know what? We don't want to give all the money. Now, that's not a big deal. If they only wanted to get some of it, that's totally fine. But you know what they did is they sold their land, they took the money, and they took a tiny bit of it, and they gave it to the church, and they said, we sold our land, here's all the money from it. And they kept the rest of the money for themselves. It wasn't a bad thing that they only gave a little bit of the money. It was a bad thing that they lied and tried to make themselves super look super spiritual. Um, In the next verse in Acts 5, 4, what it says is, this is Peter. He looks at them and he says, Ananias and Sapphira, what do you think you're doing? Like, what made you think of doing such a thing? You've not lied to human beings only, but you've lied to God. You've actually told a lie to God. And you know what? We can do this. We can totally tell lies to God. I think one of the ways is, you know, when our parents come to us, and, you know, this is one that's really hard for me, even as an adult. Um, When I was a kid, I mean, I hated getting blamed for things. My little sister, Amy, she would always frame me. She would break things. She'd knock things over, and she'd go, she's this cute little kid. I'm like this, like, gross fourth grader, you know. I mean, I think fourth grade is the year you officially stop being cute, You guys notice that? Like, everyone loves you when you're in kindergarten, and then as the years go by, and you hit fourth grade and people are like, I don't care about you anymore, give me your little sister, like that's, you know, that's just what people care about, like the little kids and not the older kids. Anyway, though, my sister framed me for everything, and it got to the point where I got so sick of being blamed for things that even when it was my fault, I would lie, because I just hated being in trouble. And maybe you're that way too. You lie to your parents because you don't want to get in trouble. But really, when you're lying to your parents, you're lying to God. Now, I'm not saying your parents are God. You're like, whoa, I'm leaving right now. This is the worst study I've ever heard. Your parents are not God. But God put your parents in your life for a reason. When you lie to your parents, when you tell those little white lies to your parents, God is like, who do you think you're kidding? Like, I'm standing right here. You can't lie to me. Um, I had one mom text me today, and she was saying, you know, being sneaky is a problem for junior hires. Um, Sometimes they deceive others to get the things that they want. Sometimes they trick the other people around them, and it's not just junior hires. Adults do this too. We can manipulate situations around us to try to get what we want, but really we're not just lying to people. We're lying to God. Um, I think sometimes what happens, a lot of, this is a big one. Some of you guys, I would wager going through this right now, but you've got a little secret boyfriend or a little secret girlfriend and your parents have no idea and they're super like they don't like that and they've told you that they don't like that and you keep sneaking behind their back to try to get that relationship with somebody and God would say you're not just lying to your parents you're actually lying to God now the last one I hope hope you're convicted in a good way because I love you guys we're almost through this okay love you man See you later. Okay, well, you know, bad timing. Um, Can I give it to you tomorrow? All right, cool. All right, so the next one, you can go to the next slide. The next one is we lie to ourselves. This is the last one we'll talk about. We can tell lies to ourselves. Let's go to the next verse. So this verse says, this is David again, the guy who wrote the prayer in the beginning. David says, help me to understand the meaning of your commandments and I will meditate on your wonderful deeds. I will weep with sorrow, encourage me by your word. Keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. It's really easy for us to deceive ourselves and believe our own lies. It's really easy for us to tell lies to ourselves. You know, things like, just to start off with things like, I'm not good enough. I am too bad of a person for God to love me. I'm too bad of a sinner for God to use me. That's a, that's, those are lies we tell ourselves. Girls, I think I'm not beautiful. No one will ever love me. I'm not pretty enough. I'm ugly. Those are lies that you girls, you look in the mirror and you tell yourselves these lies and God looks at you and he's like, you're beautiful. I made you beautiful. You're my daughter. I love you so much. I mean, guys, we can tell ourselves, boys, men, we can tell ourselves these lies where it's just like, I'm a loser, I'm not athletic enough, I'm not as popular as that guy, I'm not as funny as that guy, I don't have cool hair like that guy, and, what's up? I don't think I'm athletic enough, I ran the mile yesterday, and I got like a 12.59, and like the worst in the whole school. Was. Why are we clapping, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what though, and you can look in the mirror, and you can look at that, you can look at that bad score, I mean, guys, guys, shh. I, (laughs) you just keep telling yourself that, buddy. Um, but no, seriously, I, I can relate with Isaac because there was a lot of things athletically that I couldn't do as a kid and still can't do as an adult. And, uh, And I had friends who were so good at those things. And it was really frustrating because it's like I wanted to be good at those things because I saw people got recognition for those things. They got popularity for those things. And I could just lie to myself and be like, I'm not good enough. No one appreciates me. No one will love me. I mean, I've told you guys about the situation with me not being able to find a girlfriend and just being like, just, I'm so sad about that. But God, God loves us so much. That's the truth. God loves you all so much. And he cares about your life. And he's looking out for you guys. Don't believe those lies that you tell yourself. And here's another way we can tell ourselves lies. It's a way where basically we're doing something that harms ourselves, but we act like it's not a big deal. That's that's something that we're all really good at is saying it's no big deal. People come to us. Maybe you had friends who've come to you. Girls, maybe you had friends who've come to you and been like, hey, listen, this guy that you're dating, he doesn't love the Lord. He's not a good guy. He's tempting you to do things that you know you shouldn't do. He's stumbling you. Like, it's not good for you. And I know he's got really cute Justin Bieber hair. But, you know, this isn't the guy that God wants for you. And it's only going to cause you problems. But I've seen so many girls, when their friends tell that, or when their parents, or when even I've told them those things, it's just like, you don't know what you're talking about. We're in love. We're going to get married tomorrow. You're in sixth grade. I don't care. We're going to get married. And... Over and over again, I've seen people break hearts through those things. I mean, maybe, how many of you guys guys know someone who's just a drunk? Like, just, like, all the time, just alcoholic? People like that, and I love them, because I have people like that in my life, but it's like, you tell them, like, you have a problem. You need to stop drinking. Like, you're killing yourself. You're destroying your organs, and you're just, you're angry all the time. You throw things, you're mean, and they'll say, I don't have a problem, I'm fine. You don't know what I'm talking about. They lie to themselves. We tell... This goes with any sin. We're usually... Whatever our sin is, we're usually in denial about it. And when someone confronts us, we usually don't want to hear it because we're in denial and we're lying to ourselves about our sin. We say we don't have a problem, but we're a part of the problem because we're lying to ourselves. This is a fear of mine for you guys. My my fear, a big fear I have for you guys is as my junior high group that I just seriously love you guys so much. And I know um, Brian and Caleb and Brooklyn and just all the other counselors, like we feel the same way. We really do love you guys. Like we don't show up here for like the free food or whatever. Like we show up here because we love you guys. A fear that I have is that there's a lot of you guys here who grew up in the church and you think that you're okay because of that. Like you think like, yeah, I'm good. I am awesome. I'm doing great because I am a Christian because I grew up in a Christian home. But I, 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 my fear, and I hope it isn't true, but sometimes I get afraid because I'm worried that maybe some of you guys don't actually know Jesus. And I, I would say that a good 99% of you do, but maybe there's a few of you here where if you really think about it, it's like, do I really know Jesus Christ? Do I really have a relationship with Jesus? Or do I just show up to church because it's where my parents bring me? Sometimes we can lie to ourselves about our relationship with God. Sometimes we can lie and we can say, I'm, I'm doing great. And people can even talk to us and say, hey, how are you doing? Like Hannah was saying. And we can say, I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. When really we have problems in our life that we don't want to talk about. And we don't want to deal with. I mean, it can happen to anyone. It can even happen to pastors. I've known of pastors who were teaching people about God's word, but they didn't have a relationship with Jesus. They just like getting paid to teach the Bible, but they didn't actually have any power from the Holy Spirit in their life. And there's some kids that I talk to, and this is, this is like the 99% of you. There's some of you that I talk to, and I see evidence, like, of Jesus Christ in your life. There's some of you guys I talk to, and I'm like, how are you doing? And you'll say, like, man, I'm doing great, but there's this area I'm really struggling with. I'm having a hard time, like, gossiping. Can you pray for me? Or I'm just... I feel angry lately and I, I just, I feel like, you know, I'm not getting along with my parents like, can you pray for me? And you're like, wait a minute, these people are talking about their sins and that's evidence of being a Christian? Yes, that's absolutely evidence of being a Christian. Part of being a Christian is realizing that you have a problem and asking for help for it and getting prayer for it. That's one of the reasons we do small groups after the group is so that you guys can be honest with each other. But sometimes I talk to people and I'm like, I talk to junior high kids, and I'm like, how's your relationship with the Lord doing? And, you know, they just kind of get this look on their face like, uh... I've just been really busy lately, I've got a lot of things going on, uh, you know. Now, I'm not saying, li- please listen, I'm not saying if I come talk to you and I ask you if you've been reading your Bible lately and you say no, that I'm like, oh, you're obviously not a Christian. That's not what I'm saying. I've had times in my life where I haven't read the Bible as much as I should. But I think we need to look at our own hearts and it's like, we need to actually, this is something that I need to do. This is something you need to do and that I need to do. We need to constantly be asking God like that prayer in the beginning. God, search my heart. Do I really follow you? Do I really walk with you? Do I have a relationship with you? Sometimes you can be a Christian and you can get so far away from God because God isn't your focus. You know, you don't spend any time with him. You don't read the word. You don't pray. I don't say those things because I think it's like just a good idea that you should do. I say it because Jesus died on the cross to save you for your sins because he wanted a relationship with you, because he wanted a friendship with you, and he, he loved you so much. That was why he created you, so he could love you and you could love him back. Some of you guys were in the video that we made, and you said those lines. You said God created you because he loved you, and he wanted you to love him in return. I want to just remind you guys, the enemy can lie to you so much and make you think that being Christian is all about just, I've got to show up to every church service, but then there's, no, there's nothing real in your heart where you go home during the week and you're like, I've got to be with Jesus, not because my youth pastor wants me to, not because my parents are forcing me to, but just because Jesus loves me, and I love Jesus. If that's the simplest thing I can give you tonight, guys, is spend time with Jesus, not because I tell you to. I know I'm telling you right now, but I'm telling you guys, because that relationship I have with God is the most special thing in my life, and I take it for granted so much. I believe the lies of the enemy that I'm too busy to read my Bible, that I'm too busy to hang out with Jesus, but when I stop believing those lies and I actually spend that time with Jesus, it is the greatest thing last, it is the greatest thing in the world. This last week, I've just been, just, just very simple times. Sometimes it's half an hour, sometimes it's 10 minutes, but I'm just getting my Bible, opening up and saying, Jesus, what do you want to tell me today? And sometimes it's really cool stuff and sometimes it's really simple stuff and sometimes I don't even understand it. But the important thing is I'm spending time with God. And that's what I want for you guys. And I lost my notes. They're coming back. Think about that for a second. So, let's go, go one more slide and then one more. Oh. Enjoy a nice word back. <laughs> so, here's the last thing that I want to talk about. I want to get a little deeper really quick before we break up into groups, and I want to give you guys, you guys who are group leaders, listen up, because this is kind of some fuel for your conversations, but I want to talk to you guys about why do we lie? What are the reasons that we lie? We know how we lie. We lie to each other, we lie to God, and we lie to ourselves, but I want to talk about why do we lie? I think that sometimes people believe that a lie is better than truth. You've got them both in one hand, you're like, okay, this is the truth, this is the lie, The truth is, I'm a sinner, I make mistakes, I blew it, and I need Jesus to save me and get me out of the situation. The lie is, I want to look good, I don't want to look like a failure, I don't want to admit my mistakes, so I'm going to cover that up to make myself look better and make me feel better about myself. We think that lying makes life easier. That's really it. Like I said, you see the punishment coming, you see, you know, you know. Some of you guys, you know tonight that there are things in your life that are wrong that if your parents knew about right now, you'd be punished. That's just the reality of it. That was the truth when I was in junior high sitting in the same room you're sitting in and that's the truth for you right now. The majority of you have things in your life that your parents don't know about and, if, and no one really knows about and if people knew, they, you'd probably get in trouble. And we think that the lie is better than the truth. We think to cover up the lie, the, the lie. We think to cover up the truth of the lie is much better. I mean, we think it makes our life easier. And we think sometimes lying can protect other people's feelings. We think it can avoid conflict. I don't want to tell that person the truth because I don't want to get in a conflict with them. So I'm just going to keep lying to them and saying, like, you're fine. You're okay. You're doing great. I love you. When really, you're like, either I have a problem with that person. I need to talk to them. Or that person's in sin. They're doing something wrong. I need to tell them. But we don't say it because we want to avoid conflict. Sometimes okay sometimes we lie because we want to make ourselves look better we want to get ahead in life but you know lying is like a snowball rolling down a hill it starts out small and it always gets bigger and bigger and bigger and I've been through this so many times especially in junior high junior high was a huge time of lying and going behind my parents back for me and I just remember those little lies got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it got to the point point that I was always looking over my shoulder and always watching my back because I was so afraid my parents were going to find out about the things that I was doing. And maybe some of you guys feel that right now. Here's some lies from people that I want to read to you guys really quick. This is from a a young man. He says, my whole life I've struggled with telling the truth. My problem is I hate to disappoint people. So I failed them. If I failed them, I lie about it. I also lie because I am trying to impress people and to convince people to do something I want them to do. I've even lied to girls in the past to try to get them to go out with me. Then here's from a girl. This is from a young lady. She says, this is no one in our group. It's just something I got offline, but this is a young girl. She says, I pretend that everything in my life is perfect, but the truth is I hate myself and most days I wish I were dead. My family and friends don't have any idea. No one knows that I think about killing myself every single day. You can, just, you can really feel the pain in these people's lives. You know what the Bible says, though? This is something that Jesus says. He says, the truth will set you free. The truth hurts. You might get punished. You might have to deal with your problems instead of pushing them under the rug. It hurts. It does. It really does. But the truth is, the truth always sets you free. It's like, you know, if I was, if I was dying from a disease... Please listen, if I was dying from a disease, like a horrible disease, and someone wanted to give me a cure, but that cure came in the form of a long needle, sure, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that. That'd be really painful. That'd be really hard. But I'd take the shot, because I don't want to die. I don't want to be sick my whole life. I'd take the shot. That's what the truth is like sometimes. You've dug yourself in a hole. You've messed up so bad, and you know once the truth gets out, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt a little bit but the truth is always the cure. The truth always sets you free. We want to, we want to lie. Think about it right now. Like think about why do you lie? Why do I lie? Fill in the blank. Is it to protect myself? Make myself look better? Maybe it's I don't like the truth. Maybe I don't like the truth about myself. I, I see myself and I know I'm a sinner. I know I do things that are wrong. I know that I am honestly a bad person without Jesus, but I don't like that truth. I want to believe I'm a better person than I really am. You want to impress people. Maybe you don't like your life, so you lie about it. Maybe you're afraid of what people would think if they found out. I just want you guys to know, and I think I can say this goes for all the counselors, there's nothing that you can tell me that you've done that I'll ever be surprised at. I remember, told some of you guys this story before, but I remember when I first started being a counselor back when Ethan and his friends were in junior high. And I remember thinking junior high kids were perfect. I was like, high school kids are sinners, but junior high kids, I mean, they're so sweet, they're so innocent, they never do anything wrong, and I remember one day, Oli, that was the assistant junior high pastor at the time, he can't, like, I was talking about that, and he's like, dude, like, we've got kids in the group doing drugs, we've got kids in the group who are, like, sleeping around, we've got kids in the group who are, like, doing really bad stuff, and I remember when I heard that, when he, he didn't name names or tell me anything, but he just told me, like, there's stuff going on, there's sin going on, junior high kids are people, they sin." And I I just broke down in my office and I cried because I couldn't believe that 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 happens. But you know what? That was really good for me because it taught me something. We're all sinners. We've all done things we're not proud of. I've done things I'm not proud of. And you know what? There's nothing you can say to me that would make me go, you're such a sinner. Get out of my sight. I, I love you guys so much. And Jesus loves you guys more importantly so much that if you ever come to me and tell me that you did something, I'm just gonna pray for you. I'm just going to say, I love you. I want to help you with this. I want to pray for you. We're a family, all of us here. And it's really sad that we walk through life with all these things bottled up inside, all these things that we need help with and we don't ask for help because we're too scared of what people would think that they judge us. I don't want this to ever be a place where we judge one another. And I know that goes for the counselors too and I hope you guys wouldn't judge one another, but we need to love one another and pray for one another. The last things I will say, about lying is if we think that lying will bring us more security, it's always going to make us more insecure. We can't build the foundation of our life on lies. That's like building our house on the sand. When the storms of life come, your lies are just going to make your life fall apart. If you think lies will get you more, it's really going to get you less of what matters. If you think a lie will make someone like you more, if you think lying to someone will make someone be more attracted to you, relationships that are built on lies always fall apart. The farther our heart is away from God's truth, the more that we lie. Here's the answer. It's really simple. Tell God your problem and tell other people. Confess your sins to God and confess your sins to one of the, it's one of the hardest things you'll ever do, but it's one of the best things you'll ever do. And I speak from experience. I remember there was one particular thing I was struggling with when I was in junior high, and I I don't really want to talk about it, but um, it was hard for me. And there I cried about it a lot, struggled with it a lot, just just not a fun thing to struggle with. But I didn't want to tell my parents because I thought they'd think I was weird. And I remember when I finally told them, they just. It was the best thing ever. It was like this weight just lifted off my chest. They prayed for me. It was amazing. And I want you guys to go through that. I know there's so many of you guys here who are just holding on to things. So the Bible says confess your sins to one another. Confess your sins to God. The first step is telling God you have a problem, admitting it. And the second step is just telling people you can trust. And I hope you feel like there are people you can trust here because we love you guys. The Bible says that a prayer, the, the prayer of a righteous person is super effective. The prayer of someone who loves God with all their heart is so helpful. And whatever you're struggling with, you ask for prayer, you ask for help, someone will pray for you, and I promise that's going to get you on the path to doing the right thing. Yes, sir. Uh, what about, don't know if it was Joshua, but you said the spies in and Jericho. And oh, yeah, to this God. is a great question. Yeah. Is that okay? Or? Okay, so... <laughs> On a totally different note than where I was going, but, um, so Joshua and Caleb, not that Caleb, but in the Bible, well, he's a time traveling wizard, but anyway, they were spying on the land of Israel, and there was a lady who basically hid them in their house, and when the enemies came, they said, are Joshua and Caleb here, because we'd like to kill them, and she said, no, they're not, so she lied. She's lying to protect somebody. I will say, if uh, anyone here in this room is being threatened by gunpoint and you lie to keep them alive, I don't think God looks at that and says, you horrible sinner. I think the biggest lies that we're talking about here, the most important ones, are not lies where we're trying to protect someone from dying, but lies where we're trying to cover up our own sin or someone else's sin. Does that make sense? So, I think that's the one kind of lie that's kind of acceptable. I don't think it's right to lie to protect someone who's sinning, you know, if, if your friend's doing something wrong, you're like, I want to be a good friend. I don't want to tattle on them. And you know that their sin is hurting them. That's different. But if someone's like going to murder your friend, then yeah, you can tell the murderous person that, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to pray. And then we're going to break up into groups. Do what I pray for these guys, that you bless them. God, lying is so normal. It's so common. But that's just the way Satan wants it. He wants it to be the sin where it's like, this is normal. Like, this is just how we get away with things. This is how we get through life. It's by hiding everything that we go through. Lord, I pray that you would help us to realize that living in darkness kills us. We need to be in the light. And God, whatever these kids are going through today, I pray that they'd be brave enough to talk to someone who cares about them, whether that's parents, if they have godly parents, or just one of the many counselors we have here who love them. God, I pray that you would help us, Lord, to open up about whatever it is we're going through, whatever sin we're struggling with, whether it's sin or doubt, our feelings of just depression, suicidal thoughts, even just hating ourselves. God, all those things are from the enemy. All those things are trying to tear us down. You want to build us up. I pray that we would look at the truth and realize that even though it hurts sometimes, we need it. We need it so much, God. So I pray that you would just convict us where we need to be convicted. I pray you'd speak to us. We love you, Jesus, and we want your truth in our hearts and in our life. We love you, Lord, in your name. Amen.